Okay, go ahead. Hang on. Hey, hey. No, come on. Go ahead. Zero to four. Hit the door. <laughs> Y'all sing with us. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. Zero to four. In his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Do it again. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his Hallelujah. 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 We're ready now. Woo, glory to God. We got some more going. Hallelujah. Who knows he's got the whole world in his hands? Hallelujah. Six of y'all know it. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Jeff. Hey, y'all give it up for the praise and worship team this morning. Hallelujah. This boy's good to be in the house of the Lord, ain't it? My old buddy Dylan sitting over there. I love you, brother. I'm very proud of you, man. Very thankful for you people today. I'm very thankful. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that's out of the way, too. Wow, what a service so far, right? Amen. Give it up. Today's title of the, of the sermon that God gave me was Comfortable or Consumed. There's no, there's no middle ground there. You see, it's just a straight line. Either you're comfortable or you're consumed. I got a news flash for you, church. Can y'all hear me okay back there? Are y'all good back there? I got a news flash for you. God's never called any of you to be comfortable. Amen. So we're going to get into this word today, and I may step on your toes, but I promise you I'm aiming for your heart. I'm aiming for your heart today. The Lord gave it to me. And you know what? Yeah, I'm the preacher. I'm the guy up here with the mic in my hand. But I had to deal with some issues right here myself. Can I, get, can I get transparent this morning? Like, like sometimes I get comfortable in what I'm doing too. Is that okay to say this morning? Can, can, can anyone relate in that? We just start getting the daily grind going. And, and, and before we know it, the, the one thing that God's called us to be, to be consumed by the fire of God, we're not even having amber lit concerning the fire of God. We've gotten comfortable. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 19. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is a beautiful sound. We need to come up with an app for a Bible. That when you're scrolling it, it sounds like a Bible page turning. <laughs> you got your iPads or your iPhones or tablets or Bibles, whatever it may be. Acts 19, we're going to read 1 through 7. We're going to see what the Lord wants to do. This is the reading of the Word. It says, It happened while Apollos was at Corneth that Paul, having passed through upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples Talking about Paul, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It says, so they said to him, we've not even so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Verse 3, Paul said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Paul said, hmm, hmm. Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is Christ Jesus. We understand that John the Baptist pointed the way for Christ Jesus. He's making it clear. He's reiterating what they already know. It says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, there it is right there. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. 
And now there were about 12 in all. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for the foundation that's here today, Lord. I thank you that it's written in stone on the rock of Jesus Christ. I thank you for our children that's downstairs. I thank you for this congregation, Lord. I thank you that you've welcomed us into your presence this morning, Father God, that we may be obedient to what you would have us to do, Lord. I thank you for the praise and worship today, Father God, that ushers in a spirit, Father God, that is uplifting and edifying to you, that the things we do in here, Lord, leading up to the reading of the word is like a sweet aroma into your nostrils, Father God, that we may be pleasing to you today, Lord. Now, Father, you gave me a word for this time, a time such as this. I ask that you anoint my tongue, Father God, that I can speak clearly today, Father, that no one looks forward to me or remembers me when this is uh, over with today, Lord, but only the infallible word of God. I'm going to give you glory for it right now because you're worthy, Father. We love you and praise you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. So we know when we're reading in the book of Acts, we understand that this is the early church. This is the beginning of the church age here. Paul was once Saul. Now he's Paul. He's going out and he's spreading the gospel. We understand this. And when he came upon these people here, they had given their life to Jesus through the baptism of John. How many people know that that's a comfortable place to be? I'm saved. I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I got my get out of hell free card. It's stamped. I'm ready, signed, sealed, and waiting to be delivered. That's a comfortable place to be knowing that. But what does Paul do? Paul comes to him and he challenges him. He says, well, you got saved. You got baptized. But did you get the Holy Ghost? You got to remember we're building the church right here. And if we're ever going to be fiery witnesses for the kingdom of God. If we're ever going to have a, a Jenga a block in that building of this church, we must too also be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now, I know it says they spoke in tongues because all through the book of Acts, you've heard me talk about this numerous times. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. Numerous times you've also heard me say it's not about tongues. Have you heard me say that? Right? Matter of fact, the same guy that laid hands on them right here, Paul, when he laid hands on them, they got filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues. He's the same guy that says in a couple, in a couple books later that tongues is the least. Right? Y'all have heard me say so many times that the Pentecostal church has put so much emphasis on speaking in tongues that people think that if they don't speak in tongues, if they don't get it, whatever it is, then they're not worthy enough to even come to the church, Right? Paul says you got saved. You got baptized in water. Now there's more. Don't stay comfortable in what Jesus has done for you, but allow the Holy Ghost to stretch you a little more that we may build this church because your salvation wasn't about you anyway. Can I preach to you this morning? Hallelujah. Who in here right now understands uh, that's under the sound of my voice or watching on live stream today that in a time and an age that we live in today with the pressures and the noise and the static of the world, the pressures of work, the pressures of marriage, the pressures of business and children, that we need to be consumed with the fire of God more today than we ever have because there's a battle going on against us. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, these people in Ephesus at this time looks just like the modern-day church today. Can I get real with you? They were signed, sealed, and waiting to be delivered. But that whole go, that part that Jesus said to go and build the church was nowhere in them. And it's not going to be anywhere in us neither. If we're not filled with the Holy Spirit and the unction and the fire be consumed by it. Who am I talking to this morning? Right? Like God's burst some things in you, but you've gotten comfortable in it. Right? The daily grind has taken over. Turn over to 2 Timothy. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm going to preach this morning. I'll be done by 2 or 3 o'clock. I promise you that. The more y'all amen me, I guarantee I'll get done by 1. Is that all right? <laughs> He's been on road trips with me. <laughs> he will talk all day.
Scott and I went up to Kentucky and picked up that van. And uh, not only did I talk the whole way up there, because that's what do, that's what we do. You know what I mean? I talk. If you can now talk, Scott, you're doing some stuff. I promise. Amen. Who said? We went and got the van. We rolled up together. I'm talking to Scott. We rolled up together, and uh, he gets in the van. He's driving it back. He's following me, and I can't talk to nobody anymore, right? So what do I do? I call him. <laughs> you all right? He's like, I'm all right, man. Second <laughs> Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it says, but know this. See, that right there is something to look at. If y'all see something, that, that is that blatant it says but know this pay attention to it okay it says but know this that in the last days perilous times will come it says to know this right for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents thankful and unholy that sounds like our elementary schools these days right there that sounds like our middle schools right there that, that, that sounds like our high schools right there Right there, blasphemers, disrespecters, unthankful, unholy. Go ahead. Verse 3 says, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal, and despisers of good. Keep going. They'll be traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And verse 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying the power within. They have a form of godliness you say, preacher, what does that look like? Can I just preach this morning and no one get really mad at me? Can I preach this morning and with an assurance that y'all will come back next Sunday? Amen? It means exactly what it says. That's what it means. The problem with the church today is we have a form of godliness, but no power within. That word power right there is the same power that's used in Acts 1.8. The Greek word dunamis, that's where we get the word dynamite from. It's explosive. We have a form of godliness. We're playing church. We have programs. Uh, we have potlucks. Listen to me. I'm talking about the big C church today. We have all these things going on, but we don't know anything about God. We don't understand that the opposite of unholy is holy. We get offended when the preacher calls sin, sin. Amen? Can I preach to you this morning? I have not been called to this church, and these other preachers out here in these other churches across the world have not been called to a congregation to make you comfortable, but to get you consumed by the fire of God. So when I'm calling sin, sin, it's exactly what it is. I promise you, it's not my opinion, but it's the Word of God. I have godliness, not a form of godliness. And that's what God's called you and I both to do. Right? But I'm going to marry her. I told you. But I love her, and I'm going to marry her. Right? How about this one right here? Jesus drank wine. Huh? Here's the new one for the, for the younger people today. But it grows from the ground. Right? That's a form of godliness. They still come to church. Right? They got the Jesus fish on the back of their car. They got the bumper sticker, right? I pray to God they don't have the PG hoodie. I pray to God they don't. Amen? They have a form of godliness. But no power within. If we're ever going to build this church... If we're ever going to be able to speak into those young people's lives, if we're ever going to be able to be an effective witness on an outreach, if we're ever going to be able to minister to that loved one that's sitting across from us every single night at our dinner table, if we're ever going to be able to do any of that, we first must have the power within us to do that. We can no longer be comfortable, but we must be consumed. Are you with me? Well, y'all are quiet. You know it's good preaching right there. It's a word straight from God. I told you I had to deal with this too. 
Like, I get caught up in my calendar. Can I just be honest with you? I don't have it with me. But I get caught up in my calendar. Like, this right here is what I have to be doing at 2 o'clock tomorrow, at 3 o'clock tomorrow. I work off of a calendar. Amen. And then when God puts a, a divine uh, appointment in between that, sometimes I have to scratch my head. And I know that person back there is hurting. I know, but I've got this calendar. Right? Because I'm comfortable in my device and not in my divine assignment. Amen? Has anyone else ever been there? Like, I, I know the Lord just says, so here's one the Lord gets me with, and, and my wife sometimes, she's, she kind of cringes when I go, like, in Walmart or the dollar store. And, uh, well, you just need a gallon of milk, and it's 9 o'clock at night, and the kids need to be in bed. And I go into the dollar store or into uh, Walmart, and it never fails there's someone in there I don't know if you've ever been to Walmart at 9 o'clock at night. Like, there's always somebody. Like, if you want a ministry, start the Walmart ministry. I promise you. If you can preach to them people in there after 10 o'clock at Walmart, you can preach anywhere. Amen? You think you're a preacher? Go preach at Walmart in the toy section about 10 o'clock at night. Tons of grown people there. But I'll go in there. I'll go in there, and I'll start witnessing to people. The Lord will show me. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I just know I understand what divine assignment is. Like, I need a gallon of milk. I'm ready to get home, too. I'm tired as well. But the Lord will show me. I want you to start speaking to this person right here and ask them how they're doing. And like my wife's like, just stay in the car. I'll go in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just stay right here. I'll go get the milk. I'll be back. I mean, before you know it, we're having church in the dollar store. We're having church in Walmart. You know, our assignment's not always behind a pulpit or behind a guitar or a set of drums or a piano or behind a teaching desk. Sometimes it's just in the line at Walmart. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to see someone that's hurting, and, and we look at them, and because we're comfortable in our own selves, we look at them, and they look different than us. They may be dirty, or they may be unclean, or they may have a stench about them, but God's here to tell you today they may have a stench about them, but they still have a soul. Amen. And, and, and you never know what might happen when you change their life. You say, brother, I know you might be down on your luck, and I'm in a hurry, but can I buy your groceries today? Has anyone ever done that? Now you're no longer comfortable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you may never know what that person be, may be. They may not ever be nothing. But if the Holy Ghost, if you got the power, the fire of God on the inside of you, that's the importance that I'm talking about today, church, that you, you'll never know if that was a divine appointment or not if you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because it's comfortable to fill out the tithe outfit. It's comfortable to fill that out. It's comfortable to buy the, uh, I don't mean to Throw sweat on you there, sweet. It's, I just did, though. It's comfortable to buy the hoodie and say, I'm giving to the children. What's not comfortable is going and breaking bread with someone that may be homeless. It's only by the power of the Holy Ghost that you'll do that, I promise, because it's not a comfortable situation at all. Y'all turn to Romans. I don't want a form of godliness, and as long as... I have breath in my body. I will have a power inside of me. Like he has equipped us with the power of God. Jesus said, and put your name there. Jesus said, Chris, you will do greater things than I have done. Amen? Put your name there. You will do greater things than even I have done. But first, you must be filled with the power of God to walk that out. Amen. I never called you to be comfortable. He never called us to be comfortable, church. Romans 13. We're going to read two verses there. We're going to read three verses. Romans 13, 12 through 14. It says, and this is Paul, it says, The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. He says, let us walk properly as in the day and not revelry in drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and in envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh till it fulfills the lust. There's your comfortableness right there. He's saying, get uncomfortable and get into the comforter. Hallelujah. That's where we're at. 
That's where we're at. The verse right before, he says, not only is it time, church, it's high time that we wake from our slumber. People are dying and going to hell. And we're walking right by them because we're looking at our calendar. Because we don't have the fire of God that will stop us right there and throw the calendar down and say, do you know Jesus? We're not consumed. We're comfortable. My four and no more. Right? It's my four at my house. It's my four at my church. It's my four at my cubicle. But it's my four and no more. I'm looking out for me and mine. And you're teaching your kids something that, that they don't need to understand. You're teaching your kids a form of godliness. Who am I talking to this morning? Hallelujah. He said not only is it time, but it's high time. He's talking to the church. He's talking to me. He's talking to you. Put your name there. Jackson, Houston, Larry. See, the church fell asleep when the men stopped being men. You can clap for that. That's okay. At some point, uh, men decided that they could just be uh, a, a, a dad, a donor, and not be the spiritual leader of their homes. Amen. There was a form of godliness, but no power within. It's hard being a dad. It's hard being a husband. I get it. But we as men have failed our wives. We have failed our children. We have failed this country and this church because we decided that it was okay. Right? Come on. I couldn't imagine trying to be a husband or a father without Jesus Christ and the power of God with me. And you see, you see where we have a form of godliness in the church today because it's just a form of godliness because we see the divorce rate in the world is exactly the same as it is in the church. Man, that's sad. We're set apart. <laughs> Got my PG hoodie. Right? Do you know I go to the oldest active church in Putnam County? We've been worshiping God on that hill for 200 years. <laughs> Where's your power at? Where's your power at? I'm talking to some people in here today that God has raised up. He's called some of us to be consumed with the fire of God. But because of our comfortability, we decided we'd rather stay here instead of being here. You're going to answer for it. I'm going to answer for it. He may answer for it on this world, too. Who believes that we're going to stand before God on that day? Who believes it? Raise your hand. You believe you're going to stand before it? Do you think he's going to ask you about your 401K? Come on now. Do you want to think? You think he's going to ask you about that room that you built onto your house? I'm not saying not to get a 401K. Don't take it out of contest. I'm not saying to add onto your house. But what I'm saying is he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? I hope he's dealing with you right where you're at. He gave you the spirit of God. He gave you the fire of God, an all-consuming spirit of God. And what did you do with what I gave you? That's what he's going to ask you. And then you're going to tell him, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to judge it by fire. There's that fire. He's going to judge it with fire. And if it burns up, guess what? They said, but Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we, Lord? Didn't we go do this and we go do that? Didn't we, Lord? Didn't we? Didn't we go to church and pay our tithes? Didn't we? He's going to say, depart from me. Now, I'm not the guy trying to scare y'all into heaven. You know that. But I'm saying there's a lot more than just heaven. There's a consuming fire that will reach down and save your kids from a pit of hell. 
There's a consuming fire that he offers us that's bigger than heaven, but it's about getting other people out of hell. Amen? There's a consuming fire that will put you on your face, make you turn off your TV, and pray so hard for the lost that God, that heaven is shaken and hell hell is shifted. And all of a sudden, you have this fiery witness on the end of your tongue, and you're going to that loved one that you've wanted to tell for so long, but you ain't had the unction to. Do you know Jesus? Man, that's how it happens through the fire of God. That's the only way it's going to happen. Without the consuming fire of God, we'll never be a fiery witness. The church today don't even want to get near the heat, more or less jump into the fire. Well, what will that look at? What will that look at if that old hillbilly preacher lays hands on me and I go to speaking in tongues? What will that sound like? Huh? Who cares what it sounds like? You ought to take a video of some of y'all watching your favorite sports games. Come on. If you, if you can get by that idol right there, then you can sure get filled with the Holy Ghost of God and not care who sees it. Amen. It's time to be a fool for Jesus. Hallelujah. The definition of comfortable is this right here, and we're going to wrap this thing up pretty soon. The definition is content with physical security. Hmm? Chew on that a little bit. I'm content with my physical security. I got my four kids. Got a little money in the bank. I got a good marriage. Things are going good. Right? Got a little money coming back on my taxes. What are you going to do? Listen, what are you going to do when God tells you to give your taxes to some homeless person? You ain't never going to hear that if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? What are you going to do? I'm getting 4000 back this year. You get filled with the fire of God. He says, give that away. Just give it to somebody right now. Give it to them. If he's faithful, if he supplies all my needs, can I trust that? Or do I want to trust that little check coming from the government? There's so many people trusting the little check coming from the government. They know the day that it shows up. Am I right? Oh, man, they'll be late for church, but they won't be late for that mailman. <sighs> Being content with physical security, man, this is all a fleeting glance of what eternity is going to be. And we want to have our contentment in what we have physically. We're content. We sleep good at night. We sleep good at night knowing that we have food in our refrigerator, knowing our kids are safe, and knowing that people are going to hell. And we still sleep good at night. I told you I was aiming for your heart today. If you're going to be the influence, you've got to get consumed with the fire of God. Listen to me again. If you're going to be in the influence in your home, men, if you're going to be the influence in your workplace, if you're going to be the influence in your community and church, you're going to have to get consumed with the fire of God because then it's not about you, but it's about them. Amen? How many of us ever went to a funeral and we didn't know if they went to heaven or hell? Raise your hands high. Everyone in the house, right? We didn't know. How many times we have the opportunity to minister to them in that area? Right? Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to give you the definition. I'm going to skip down just a little bit there, Rob. Let's go to Acts 2, Rob. We're going to wrap this thing up in a minute. Y'all love me? Got me 10 people that love me. Y'all all promised y'all to come back next Sunday, though, okay? I'll love on you next Sunday. I'm telling you, I'm loving on you right now. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth today. We're going to read Acts 2, 1 through 4. 
It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Y'all know I love this, this chapter. I love this book. This is how we build the church. This is how people miss hell. This is how people get empowered with the Holy Ghost. And I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about being empowered to claim the territory that God has ordained for your life. Salvation is free. Nothing that you can bring to the cross, right? There's absolutely nothing but your own filthy sin is the only thing that you contribute to your salvation. Amen? But that does not give us the right to fall asleep on the battlefield just because salvation is free. Right? But unless we're consumed with the fire of God, we'll never fight the battle that God has given us to claim the territory. That's the only way I can do it. I can protect my kids. I can put uh, rings and I can put ADT and, and I can give them uh, the best clothes. I can give them all. But until I start laying hands on my kids and claiming them for the kingdom of God, I'm just sending them out. I can take all the medicine in the world, but until I get dialed in and consumed with the fire of God, I'll never be healed. I can read all the marriage counseling books I want to, but until I can get transparent with God and be consumed by the fire of conviction or confirmation that brings peace, I, my marriage may just never be good enough. I'm talking to some people today, and I know it's registering with you. It says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it says they were all in one accord in one place, and here's that sudden moment. Man, God has a sudden moment for each and every one of us. There's a sudden moment for your life when things shift, when something changes, when I don't want to be comfortable no more, Lord, but burn me up that I may know the will of my Father. He says, they all got in one accord in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a, as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled not part of the place, not some of the place, not just Buffalo Valley or Rock Springs, not just Baxter, not just Putnam County, but the whole place got filled, and it got changed through the Holy Spirit of God. Claim it. It says, then appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with tongues. It gave them utterness. Listen, fear will leave you. If you remember this story completely, they were shaking in the upper room saying, Lord, what are we going to do? Jesus ain't here no more. And then that sudden moment happens. They get consumed by the fire of God, and fear has to bow down to the power of the Holy Ghost. There's some people under the sound of my voice that you've been walking in fear because of something you've read, because of something that some doctors told you, something that some uh, judge has laid on you for something that you've done. But I'm here to tell you now, if you will get consumed with the fire of God, that fear will flee and it will bow down to the word and the authority that you have for it. Does that mean you're not going to go through it? Absolutely not. You may still have to go through it, but you'll go through it screaming Jesus Christ as loud as you can in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do y'all believe me? <laughs> I believe me. I believe me. Comfortable means content with physical, with your physical state. Let's look and see what consume means. <laughs> I love number three, but number one says engulf. To be consumed is to be engulfed. In order to be engulfed, it's got to be bigger than you, right? Number two, it means to devour. To be consumed is to be devoured. All but number three. <laughs> it says to be completely taken by something greater than yourself. I want to be taken by something greater than myself because old self ain't very good at doing nothing. Right? I'm not very good at witnessing to people. I'm not very good at taking time out of my calendar to be a more of a blessing to you. Self isn't. But when there's something greater than me, Come on, somebody. When there's something greater than me that takes control and gives me that, then I can put my old calendar down, amen. I can witness to mom and pop across the, the dinner table from me. I can take my children and lay hands on them when there's something greater than me. Amen. 
to be completely taken by something greater than yourself. This is greater than us. This is greater than sickness. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. It's what's going to shape your life one way or another. This is greater than us. An all-consuming fire. You guys want to come up? It's an all-consuming fire. Amen? Are y'all with me today? Turn to Hebrews 12. One of these guys gets set up. Can you put Hebrews 12 up there, Rob? Go ahead and get the guitar ready. Hallelujah. Thank you. Bring me that water, please. That old hillbilly preacher ain't got no sense, does he? But I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I've been filled with the fire of God. And I'm not bragging on me, but I'm saying this. Every chance I get to tell someone about Jesus, I'm going to. Right? Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I'm going to count to three, then I want y'all to read it. One, two, For our God is a consuming fire. He's not an Easter bunny. He's not a baby in a manger. He's not an on-again, off-again dating relationship neither. He's not a convenience. He's a consuming fire. I know this ain't the most popular preaching in the world, but I also know that there's some people under the sound of my voice right now and watching on that live stream that without a doubt, this was a word for y'all. God dealt with me on it. Before I call this altar call, just by a show of hands real quick, I'm not that preacher that's going to say just everyone close their eyes and bow your head. That's not who I am. The word says, if you're ashamed of me in front of me, and I'll be ashamed of you in front of my father. So right now, just real quick, I want you to raise your hand. If you're not 100% sure that if you died, if you died today, if you died before you get to the Cracker Barrel buffet or wherever you're going after this, if you died, if you're not 100% sure that you would see Jesus, raise your hand right now, right now. Come on up here, brother. Come on up here, sis. Right here. Hallelujah. Leader to Jesus. Leader to Jesus. Stand right there. Stand right there. Both of y'all just stand right there. Y'all are good. You want to come up and talk to her? So who in here has got the fire of God that can lead this man to Jesus? Y'all come up here and lead him to Jesus. Who's got the fire of God that can lead this young lady to Jesus with my wife right now? Who's got it? Who's got the consuming fire that I was talking about? Who's got it? Who's got it? Because if you don't have it, it's your time to make an altar where you're at and ask God to consume you with the fire that you may have an unction to lay hands on people, that you may have an unction 
to tell people about Jesus. This is not a form of godliness. This is written in blood. It's written in blood in the name of Jesus. Has anyone asked that man that if he believes that Jesus Christ is Lord? We got to go by the Word of God. The Word of God says if you'll confess Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart, you shall be saved. It's no, it's no bigger than that right there. I can tell you what to say. I can say repeat after me. That's the confession. But the believing part is 100% on these two new converts right here. Amen? Now, now, anybody else? Anybody else under the sound of my voice that has confessed, Lord, but they're not sure if they believe it? Anybody else? Anybody? Hallelujah. It's the consuming fire of God that does that right there. If you have any special prayer needs, come see me. These guys are going to play a song. If you have any prayer needs, please come see me. The Spirit of God is on this altar. I'm going to turn these guys loose. And we'll dismiss in a minute. Go ahead. Thank you all. Many times I've questioned certain circumstances of things I could not Hallelujah. understand. Hallelujah. If you got a special prayer need, I want you to come down here. Many times I'm just trials, Hallelujah. Blurs, if you've been comfortable for way too long, I want you to come down here. Hallelujah. Never been forsaken. I've never had to stand one test alone. As I look at all the victories, spirit rises up in me. And it's through the fire my weakness it's made strong. He never promised. That the cross would not get heavy And the hill would not be hard to climb He never offered a victories without fighting He said help would always come in time So just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision and the adversary says, give in, just hold on. Your Lord will show up, and he will take you through the fire again. I know within myself that I would surely perish. But if I trust the hand of God, He'll shield the flame again, again, oh. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. Oh, no, no. He never offered victories without fighting. He said help would always come. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, give in, well, just hold on. Our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. Oh, just hold on. Our Lord will show and he will take you through the fire again. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you comfortable? Have you got comfortable in your home? Let me talk to some people today. Are you comfortable with just a little bit of pornography? Who am I talking to? Are you comfortable with just a, a, a little bit of weed? Are, are, are you comfortable? Have you become comfortable with just a little bit of sin? Whatever it may be. Who are you? If you're watching online, is that you? If it is, I want to encourage you. To make an altar right where you are. God will meet you right there. He knows anyway. Who are you? I'm going to let them play one more song. I'm going to ask them to play one more song. And if that's you, if God is speaking to you, listen. None of y'all can look like a bigger fool than me, right? The first couple's already came up. Please come to the altar and let God deal with you right where you're at. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. an all-consuming fire right now in the name of Jesus. Just an all-consuming fire in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, you're worthy, Father. Can we just stay with an attitude of praise right now? Just an attitude of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, hallelujah. 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 Lives are being changed. Hearts are being broken. Lives are being changed. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God. Let us not ever become comfortable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't ever get comfortable, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the sweet spirit of God is in the house. Hallelujah. 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 We got some, we got some Kleenex. Praise God. We serve a good God. Amen. If you believe that, give me my hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. You know, let, let, this, let this not just be a moment, but let it be an attitude, you know. As we go throughout the rest of this week, let, let's not talk about so much what happened at church, but what's happening right now. But let us take this attitude of consumption of the fire of God and let it spread, amen? Let it, let it spread through you, through you, through the church. Let's be the influence, amen? Is all hearts and minds clear? Hey, I want to ask you guys, um, Scott, go ahead. young man has and the, or, or a, a grandmother to be and she finds out through a, a video that they're about to have a grandchild just the excitement of that new birth and we should be so excited right now I mean a, a young man just literally 
is, and a woman is no longer going to hell. I mean, a new birth, a new birth. We, we have a new member in our family as a Christian. We should be excited today. I bless my father and thank him for what he does. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, we never want to be, be comfortable in that, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. I want you two guys to stick around and talk to my wife, and then I'm going to talk with, with you, brother, okay? Uh, praise God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. If anyone has any questions about anything that was preached here today, anybody online, feel free to message me. Uh, come see me. If you got offended by anything, come see me. I will show it to you in the Word of God. I will not apologize for it, I promise you. Amen. We ask God to show up. Did He show up? Can we take what we're doing here and take it through the week and be the influence? Huh? Can we disciple, equip, and empower other people around us? Amen. Only through the consuming fire of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, listen, Scott, uh, Scott, the little guy back here in the green shirt, he's going to raise his hand up. He's going to be out there. Uh, when you guys go out, um, if you will, is the key to that van right there? That's not it. The other key. Hey, listen, he's got some anointing oil. We asked you guys uh, that if you want to anoint that van out there and lay hands on it and ask God and thank God for what he's done, we want to encourage you to do that. Scott's got the anointing oil. Uh, look what God has done. Amen. Is all hearts and minds clear in here today? I says all hearts and minds clear in here today. Amen. Amen. We'll, turn, we'll turn the music back up and we'll open the altar back up if there's some junk out there. I was speaking to some people through the Holy Ghost of God. I told you I was aiming for your heart. Although I may have stepped on your toes today. I love you. It don't change the fact that I love you. I need y'all to pray for me this week just as hard as y'all prayed for me last week. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you. We thank you that you're a good God. We praise your holy name. We give you all the honor and the glory for all that you do in our lives, Lord. We ask you to show up, and you did. I thank you that you ministered uh, downstairs, across the hall, through the music, and, of course, the preaching of the word, Father God. We give you praise for it because you're worthy of the praise. Lord, we ask you to be with us. Help us to be consumed and not comfortable this week that we may be able to influence all of those around us. And we do this all in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And the church says...